scandalous, but she's also fabulous. Scandalous. 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 If you don't know, now you fucking know. Scandalous. Notorious. She's so scandalous. Now. It was harder than usual for me to research for my next guest because I could barely pull myself away from his latest solo record, This World or The Next. Coming to the podcast today, fresh off a string of solo dates, but gearing up to go back out on the road with his main gig, guitarist and backing vocals for Breaking Benjamin. I think you've heard of him, Keith Wallen, fresh off your latest string of solo dates. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm still uh, recuperating, resting a little bit. I got a few days off, like you said, here before uh, this next run with uh, Breaking Ben, but uh, feeling good. Uh, it was a, a super fun tour. Had a blast. It was first uh, first little run with uh, my solo band. And um, man, it was just, uh, we had a blast. Uh, you know, we're just all kind of getting to know each other a little bit and uh, what better way to get to know people than to just cram into a van and uh, start playing some shows across the country. So uh, looking forward to some more shows for sure with those guys. That's awesome. That's very exciting for you. And you have your band together. It's all happening. Yeah. It's all <laughs> it is. Good. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's funny because I've been playing, uh, you know, I've been doing the solo thing for a little bit. Uh, and, um, and, and by the way, yes. I'm still in Breaking Benjamin. Everybody always asks me that. Uh, and they'll leave comments. They're like, you didn't leave Breaking Benjamin, did you? I'm like, no, I didn't. I'm just doing both things. Um, trying to. It's exhausting. I will say that. I'm freaking exhausted, but I love it. I, I, I honestly, I live for this. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've always wanted to, to, to play music and write music and perform music as much as I can. So, uh, it's, it's, it's really an honor, but, um, yeah, like I said, I, I've been, I started out with kind of the, just by myself with an acoustic guitar, kind of getting some solo shows and, and doing it that way. So to have a band and, and to play the songs, how they are recorded on the record is, uh, it's, it's been amazing and it's been a blast. So how do you, how do you recoup when you get back from the road? I saw a meme yesterday and it was like, I'm in my thirties and it was like taking a nap in your thirties. Uh, I have a respiratory infection. My back hurts. There's something going on with my neck and my credit score just went down 80 points. Like that's <laughs> taking a nap in your thirties. So I was like, Oh my God, that's super funny. What do you do when you get home from tour? Yeah. Uh, well I'm in my forties, so I amplify all those things by like five and, uh, yeah, that's me. But, uh, no, I, I, I seriously, I walk through the door. Uh, I, close all the windows. I lock all the doors. I, I make it just a dark cave, turn the AC up, get on the couch, get a comforter, make a, make a fort. And then I just lay there and just watch TV and eat and just not think, not do anything, but just relax. Uh, so yeah. And it's, that's what I've been doing the last couple of days. It's been amazing. <laughs> that sounds incredible. That's like a vacation destination experience. Right. <laughs> For sure. That's super fun. Um, is there anything funny you've been watching on TV? Uh, gosh, what have I been watching? Um, I, we just, uh, I just finished the, the latest season of uh, Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm all caught up um, with all that. I know about Eddie and every, everybody else. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, you did. You little 80s kid. You're such oh, a Oh, definitely. Lady. Definitely. <laughs> I, I love the 80s jams. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're such an 80s kid. Um, I'm a 90s kid myself. And there's a lot of stuff in the 80s that I hate. And a lot of my friends are like 80s kids. And they're just like surround me with 80s music. And it's very much like Night the Roxbury with 80s, 80s, 80s. All oh, around. man. What do you hate? What are, what's, what's the 80s stuff that you hate? I hate David Bowie, okay. um, I, which is funny. Um, I know my friend toured with him. Um, so I know like funny stories about him that aren't great. Um, so it's kind of my nefarious little thing about, uh, my character. I just love to be at a party, drop some David Bowie knowledge, make everyone cry and walk off and then just keep drinking my beer or whatever. That's fun for me. Um, I don't know. There's like a lot of things. Um, the movie, the labyrinth can't stand, um, there's just like some eighties nostalgia things that like freaked me out as a child that'll come back around and it like unnerves me and scares me in a weird way that I don't understand. But it's like, it happened. Something happened to me when I was like five in the eighties. I'm like, Oh God, I don't like it. I don't know. Whoa. I know, Whoa. Right? I know that weird. I know. <laughs> you just stay inside with the AC on and like, Hang out on the couch and just there you go. Really just dark. do just do what I do whenever I get home from tour. Just yeah. follow that blueprint. You'll be just fine. I love your I love your place, by the way. Like such a cool place. You've got very cool whiskey. We've got a plaque up there. It's decorated very well. Thank Man's you. Place. Yeah. This is uh just kind of uh my basement studio uh dwelling. Uh although uh over Christmas I was stuck down here with covid and uh, i was ready to get the hell out but uh <laughs> yeah santa santa brought me covid for christmas which was not fun but yeah oh yeah i get it every year um around christmas or new year's eve mm. yeah there you go so fun um yeah. i think like last new year's eve i did um i did a little bit of mushrooms which i'll cut it out or not cut it out who knows um, but I was just in love with everyone. So I kissed all my friends and got COVID. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. That's one way to get it. Yeah. Um, you, you're a super, you super spreader, you. Oh, <laughs> it was a super spreader. It was super funny. So it does take guts to go up on stage alone after performing with a full band for such a long time. <clears throat> Do you consider yourself a brave person? Um... I wouldn't say brave, but I definitely have to conjure up the courage to do it. It, uh, it definitely is uncomfortable. Um, but you know what they say, they, you know, all you put yourself out of your comfort zone, you you know, it's going to, it's going to make you grow as a person. So, um, I kind of just kind of just harness, uh, and, and focus in on that, you know, just do it, get out there and, um, you know, and just let, you know, let what you've been doing for, you know, so many years just kind of take hold, which is just, you know, the muscle memory of just playing and and just really uh, just letting myself kind of dive into the song and, and not think about, oh, I'm shit, I'm by, I'm by myself, but just really focus on the music and performing. And I think that's how I kind of get through it. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's the banter in between songs is what's hard for me, because, uh, you know, if you take away the guitar you're just standing up there and you're a public speaker. You are giving a speech to an audience and, uh, you know, they don't tell you that when, when you're kind of first learning how to play guitar and be a musician that there's, you know, so, uh, I, I try to, uh, have a little bit of, uh, whiskey just to kind of loosen me up a little bit. I, I feel like it helps me kind of, uh, be a little bit more talkative and less awkward than I normally am. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard a guacamole story. 
Uh, that's funny. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. How'd you, uh, who told you that one? Oh, um, I listened to other podcasts that my oh, guests gotcha. have done before. So, uh, that was on SDR, I think last night I was listening okay. to you and I just like love to get a feel for people's personalities and like what makes them sick and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, the, yeah, the big crowd joke for everyone out there. If you ever see Keith yell guacamole, his heart will explode. <laughs> Joy all around, rainbows, happiness, guacamole, good times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It it really is funny. Um, that really caught on somehow, and um, that whole tour, everybody. You know, I I don't. I mean, I guess people were posting it online or telling friends, but it traveled with the tour. So every place I went, somebody was yelling guacamole. I was just like, how do all you people know each other? So. <laughs> It was funny. Yeah, you're like, how did that get to Austin, Texas? How did exactly. that happen? <laughs> yeah, totally. I had a similar thing happen. I was doing an interview, and I think like the best cups in the entire world, like the best glass, like I have nice glasses, but like I love a good pickle jar and I love a good like salsa jar as like a mixed drink glass. Okay. And I made myself a drink and I was drinking out of it like during one of my interviews and the guest was talking and it was, it was really deep and it was really getting to it. And he was like, Oh, and he was like, are you like sipping on salsa right now? And that <laughs> he just like lost it. It was like, Shh, whatever. And that's like one of the funny things that like follows me from every interview. Like everyone who listens, they're always like salsa cup, salsa cup. And I'll bring it out. <laughs> Every now and then I'll do like a little Instagram story. I like bring it out. So yeah, it's funny how those like little funny things happen. I like those. A lot. Oh yeah. I mean, who doesn't like to drink salsa? Let's be real. <laughs> well, I'm from Texas. So you know that about yeah. me now. I, exactly. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a salsa probably, drinker. <laughs> yeah. That's like every meal down there. Yeah. So what kind of whiskey do you drink? I see some very nice bottles back there. Yeah. A friend of mine uh, gifted me those. They're just, uh, yeah, that wasn't a gratuitous placement purposefully i honestly uh i forgot about that i should have moved them but uh no, yeah I, uh, move them. they're almost like are, is that too pretty to drink they look so nice yeah I'm, I've, I've just i just i've been gone so i haven't really touched them and um yeah i guess i'm kind of waiting for some special occasions because it's weird yeah. kind of just drinking nice whiskey by myself and at least uh to me but um yeah uh Basil Hayden's, that's what I usually have out on tour. And um, these are a few bottles of Blanton's, which my buddy gave me, which was super nice of him. And uh, yeah, anything but Jack. I've had that just doesn't, not into it. (laughs) (laughs) No more. He's saying, stop it. No more Uh -uh. Jack Daniels. No more, no more. Well, we're going to talk about you tons and tons musically, but first I want to get to know the man. You're from West Virginia. I don't know anything about West Virginia. What's it like? Uh, well, West Virginia is beautiful. Uh, it is absolutely beautiful. Um, very comfortable climate, not too humid, not too hot. Uh, in the summertime, it's just a really great place to live. Uh, in the wintertime, that's another story. It gets very snowy, cold, uh, icy sludgy dirty um but uh but you know it's uh i don't know lots of places have kind of crummy winters i'm sure there's worse places than that but um just from what i remember yeah it does it's uh it's a it's just i don't know it's a nice place nice place to uh to grow up um but yeah i uh so i was there from 
until I was 17. And then uh, I moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, went my senior year of high school in Knoxville, and then went to the University of Tennessee. I uh, graduated with a degree in English and uh, started my first band back around then in college and uh, had that band for about eight years. Um, and then eventually just, just, I don't know, decided to kind of try something else. Uh, then through some mutual friends, um, got with Adelita's way, uh, that, that kind of came to an end. I kind of, same kind of thing, kind of ready for something else and didn't really know what. Um, and then just by chance, Ben hit me up through Facebook and was just like, Hey man, um, you know, you want to jam, get together and see if, uh, this could be a right fit to, to join my band. And I was like, sure. And, uh, and eventually we all, you know, all the other new guys with myself, you know, we kind of auditioned and, and here we are almost, gosh, eight years later. It's crazy that it's been that long, but, uh, I know you asked me about West Virginia, but I kind of just, I just kind of took it and ran. Sorry. Oh, I love it. No, you're here for everything. I always say yes to everything. Um, that felt great to me. So yeah, I, awesome. I love where you're going with it. That's so happy. <laughs> I mean, there's something like talking about being brave and I was listening and like you uh, worked up and you did like a talent show at the university and that kind of got you a big push with your first band and in anything in life. And I've been thinking about this a lot is just being uncomfortable and being brave and putting yourself out there. And you obviously have the natural talent and the raw talent. So, you know, kind of, you know, easy for you, you know, like, of course, you know, it's like, yeah, anything you kind of do is going to be wonderful with that voice and those guitars and your songwriting skills. But I, I've been feeling a lot like listening to your music and hearing your story that it's really cool that you've just like gone with it. I think you've been like very brave and just like followed through with a lot of things. And I think that's a really important thing in life right now that we all need to keep in mind to stay sane is the follow through and just being brave enough to start and stick with things. So that's kind of one thing that has really stuck out to me. So I'm really enjoying the story of how you got into the band and everything with that. Well, thank you. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, you said it, it, it definitely, I had, <clears throat> Uh, you know, with, with the whole music thing, I had so many opportunities to, uh, to give up, to, to quit and, and just be like, God, you know, this just isn't working. You know, I'm, I'm getting older. I need to just, I need to stop this and just give up, basically give up on my dream and just get, try to get a job. And, and, um, and I just, I just was able to kind of just survive and, and just keep going and keep, um, you know, pouring myself into, into my, my love and my dream. And that was playing music. And, um, you know, it's funny as you, you know, people talk about, um, uh, gosh, what is it called? The law, like the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's that, that book, uh, that talks about all of it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's funny. It's like, I don't, I, I, I want to say that I don't believe in that kind of thing, but I really feel like that some of the things that have happened, uh, that has happened to me in my life, uh, has come from some sort of manifestation. Uh, whereas as soon as I start thinking in my mind that I want something or that I, I really want to get somewhere and I want to achieve a certain thing or, or anything, I, I feel like little clues and little hints have just kind of like appeared, 
uh, I know it sounds crazy, but um, I mean, for example, this is really stupid and this is going to sound really Stop stupid. Stop it. You even, say, uh-uh. I hate it when my friends do this. Well, it's even, not stupid. People yeah. do this all the time. It's not necessary for us to put ourselves down. I will talk to you the same way I talk to my friends. It's all not right. stupid. It's not silly. Let's try not to do that. As all right. All like, right. At least in my interview, because I'm going to call you out on all of it. None okay. of it's done, dumb. None of it's stupid. I Great. love it all. Go forward <laughs> with confidence. Okay. Great. Yeah. Uh, so even just back at the very beginning with my, my first band, Copper, I remember I walked, uh, I was on campus and I, I said to myself, man, I really want to start a band. And me and my, me and my friend Shane, who is the guitar player, uh, he was going to school at uh, MTSU and I was at UT and I was kind of tasked with finding the other musicians. We needed a bass player and a drummer. And and uh, I remember I was standing there with a, with a friend of mine who I had a class with. I had, I had Spanish class with. Uh, and I, I just was, he walked up, you know, we were all sitting there just smoking cigarettes and and uh, he was like, what you been up to, man? I'm like, ah, just, you know, trying to start a band. I'm actually, I'm looking for a bass player. I was like, do you by chance, do you know anybody? He's like, oh, this guy right here plays bass. I've known him for years. And and I met my friend Brad who played bass. And I've, I've been like lifelong friends with him, like my one of my best friends for many years. And uh, and it's just amazing how just kind of just a chance thing like that can happen. I mean, even 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 just the whiskey behind me. Uh, I, I remember I, I, I thought to myself, I was like, man, I really, I really like Blanton's whiskey. I was like, I need to, rec-, but it's hard to find sometimes. And, and I was like, I really need to kind of keep an eye out on that. And then my friend gave me just like four bottles, you know, out of nowhere. And I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> like as soon as you kind of flip a switch in your mind that you want something or, or you start kind of opening yourself up to accepting that or even not even, you know, obviously not whiskey, but just like anything in life (laughs) or it could be whiskey whatever. But, uh, (laughs) so so yeah, I I feel like, uh, you know, just to, just to open yourself up and just keep your mind open and positive, uh, for anything. I, I feel like, you know, it just, it so helps the chances of it happening or even just, noticing it just with your, you know, with, you know, I don't know, just your awareness. I feel like you, you, you notice things more or, you know, even if it's just like, you know, possession things, just like, or like, man, I sure would be cool to, to find a, you know, I don't know. I'm looking for a 87 Chevy, Chevy or truck or something. And then all of a sudden you start seeing them everywhere. It's that kind of thing. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super, I'm not a super expert in all this. So I'd probably sound ridiculous, but yeah, I don't know. So I live in Austin, Texas. So I, I happen to be an expert in all of it. Um, all we're, right. very, we're a very woo woo people here. We love the woo woo. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're very into manifestation, but I totally agree with you. Like um, I had the most insane experiences um, just with going to shows and like who I've gotten to meet and the connections I've made. And it all happened when I was completely relaxed, completely open, yeah, chill, like ready to receive. And without even realizing it, I realized like a few days ago, um, 
I had a certain list of goals and I wrote them down and I didn't even realize it, but like goal by goal, I realized a few days ago, I was like, oh my God, I've kind of achieved all of them. Like I got new sponsors for the podcast. This is happening. Yeah. Production, you know, just like little things I've been wanting and I like, didn't even realize it was happening. And then it, I realized a few days ago, I was like, Hey, it did happen. Like, cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's, you are an expert. I am the Austin woo woo, you know, love it all, but can't really add to it. You did a perfect job of describing like the positivity and mindset of just kind of putting it out there and it'll sure. come to you. Sure. Well, congrats. Congrats. I definitely feel like that's uh you know, there has been times where I've actually done the same thing. I've written lists, mm-hmm. lists that, that, you know, and then just kind of, you know, you know, short-term, long-term. And uh, yeah, sometimes if, you know, if you're not paying attention to it, you do, you come back and you're like, man, I did all those, you know? So that's great. Congrats. It's funny, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, actually I was about to downplay myself what I just got on to you for. <laughs> It's easy to do. I I caught myself. I was about to just do, I was like, oh, you know, it's silly. Oh, it's small, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, wait, it's just, I just told you. I was like, oh. (laughs) It's easy to do. It's easy to do, you know. uh, So easy to do. Yeah. So funny. That's awesome. So what's um, on your short term? No, no, no. (laughs) Let me say that again. So what's something that's on your short-term goal list and something that's on your long-term goal list? Yeah. Uh, short-term would be to um, just make sure that all the people close to me, friends, family, uh, just to to make sure uh, to tell them and let them know that I love them and appreciate them and, and just try to enjoy life each and every day and not take a second of, of, uh, anything for granted. I mean, I think we've all learned over the past few years that, you know, uh, you know, life is fragile, uh, anyways, but then you add all kinds of other just horrible, you know, situations and scenarios from, you know, the outside world, you know, uh, it's, it's tough to deal with, you know, it's been a lot of, a lot of tough things happened the past couple of years. So, um, even not, not even just, you know, you know, the music industry, but just the whole world and everything else and horror, just so many tragedies, you know? So it's, uh, uh, I try to just focus on that and just really just, you know, appreciate everything and, uh, and just keep doing what I'm doing and try to be a good person and, uh, try to be, uh, good to people. And, uh, and that's it, um, for short term. Uh, I think long term, you know, I really, I, I think about, you know, obviously staying healthy. Um, but also with my career, you know, I, I, I am absolutely, uh, overjoyed to, to, to be in this amazing band breaking Benjamin with, with my, my, my brothers, my band brothers. Um, and you know, I, I, I want to keep that going as long as I can. And and with my solo music, uh, I want to really develop that as well. You know, I want to be able to do that, uh, for as long as I can. And, um, I'd say one goal I have is to to try to get to a point where uh where I, I can play anywhere in the country and at least a couple hundred people show up. That's I want to get to that point. So uh it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of work, but I'm here for it. 
<laughs> Yay, I love, love the positivity. We're here for it. We're manifesting. It's my favorite. Well, it's really exciting listening to your music because I can kind of tell like what works, what doesn't work, you know, for certain artists and just listening to your music. I listen to it and it's so passionate and just, I'm so taken by your voice and by like the songs and the lyrics. Oh yeah. And I feel like it's going to be so easy for you. Like the songs are so good. I mean, that's just, that's going to be an easy transition, right? Like next door, totally. I'm sure. Well, nothing is easy, you know, I mean. Oh, uh, I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's, and it's, it's a, it's, it's an interesting thing uh, being in such a large band and then kind of breaking off on the side to kind of do my solo stuff. Uh, it, it really is a, an interesting thing. Cause you know, lots of people know me from breaking Benjamin, but at the same time, I want my music to, you know, live on its own merit. I don't want it to be like, I'm, you know, riding any coattails or anything like that. I try to keep things as separate as I can. Uh, even on flyers, you know, they'll say Keith Wallen of Breaking Benjamin. I mean, eventually, eventually I'd like it to just say Keith Wallen, but I mean, I get it. It has to kind of be like that for now. Um, but, uh, but it's just an amazing opportunity. It's a, it's an amazing, um, you know, like I said, I, I just feel so, so, uh, so lucky to be able to do this. And, and, and it's another reason why I do just the solo music on the side is, um, I know there's going to be a time and I've said this in probably every interview I've ever done, ever done, but it's it, honestly, it, it, it's, it's the truth. And that's, you know, I'm going to be old, older than I am now. I mean, I'm already kind of old, but older than I am now. And I'm, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to play guitar. I'm not going to be able to sing like I used to. And I don't want to think back and be like, man, I just, I didn't give it my all. So I just, I want to, I want to give it my absolute all. I want to leave everything out there. So I have nothing left to give. So that's it. That's my, my kind of, I don't know, mantra at the moment. <laughs> well, the songs are there, so it's going to happen. So it's exciting. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's easy when the songs are so good. So that's good. <clears throat> Thank you. So I want to ask a few more questions, just kind of about like your history. I had a few more did you sure. like school growing up? I think some aspects of it. I, I think, you know, I knew that I was basically just going to be stuck in school. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, well, I'm be- I, I guess I just better make the most of it and try to do well. I don't think it was something that I particularly liked. I definitely didn't like having to get up at six in the morning and catch a bus in the cold. That sucks. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know. <laughs> Once you're there, you're like, well, I might as well try to get good or be good at it. What made you want to get an English degree if you're not like, oh, my God, so in love with school? Yeah, that's a good question, too. So when I told my parents that I wanted to play music, <clears throat> they were super calm about it. Usually, I'd say <laughs> most parents would be kind of horrified by that idea because it's just not a very easy thing to do. Um, but they were very supportive. They, they, they had one request. And I honored that request. And that request was, please go to school and get a degree and we will support you with whatever you want to do. And so I did. And that's why I went to college. And uh, when I when I got there and I mean, I probably knew this in high school, too. I was not a big math guy. So what's the opposite of numbers, letters, 
Let's go English. Let's go English, baby. No more math. Um, so instead of doing math problems all the time, I just had to write papers and read and work on poetry. And and I feel like to some degree, it's probably helped me with, you know, writing lyrics and um, just, you know, phrasing, you know, with words and stuff. So uh, at least I think so, maybe subconsciously a little bit, but uh, I had some really great great teachers that uh, were super supportive of all my music dreams. I mean, I was in college telling people that I really didn't want to do anything with my degree. I wanted to just be a musician and, and, uh, and they were very, <laughs> they were very gracious and kind about it and, uh, and supportive. So, and obviously my parents were supportive too. So yeah, that was the long roundabout answer, but I hope that answers the question. That was perfect. I loved it. I was kind of wondering, I was like, don't like school, but you have an English degree. Mm -hmm. Well, I know Metallica got you into music. What songs did you listen to when you were younger that totally lit you up, set your soul on fire, made you feel rebellious, made you feel like you wanted to do music for a living for real? I had a, even before Metallica, I have, so I have older brothers and uh, they left, they left behind a few uh, cassette tapes. Um, and, uh, you know, for those of you that don't know what those are, those are the age disclaimer, plastic cassette tapes that play in a cassette player. Now <laughs> I'm showing my age again here. Yeah. Back in the eighties. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so anyway, they had, they had a couple of old, uh, uh, just kind of cassette tapes that they left. And one side of them, uh, one side of it was Elton John, and the other side was was Journey, uh, the album Escape, and I had a I had a Walkman, uh, and I used to walk up and down my street with the Walkman, and I would listen to the Elton John side, and I'd listen to the Journey side, and then there was also a cassette tape that had Boston on it, so I listened to those three bands, and to this day I still love them, I still love those artists, uh, and uh, so yeah, I really. I loved it. And, and then later, you know, Metallica really kind of, uh, ignited my, my, you know, desire to kind of learn how to play guitar and, and, uh, kind of get into that and the rock. So, but yeah, hope yeah those, are, those are some incredible bands. Those are so good. I know. I love them. I mean, I love, uh, gosh, this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. Been- Oh, sorry, I hate it when I cut people off. It's so hard on pod. It's so hard on podcasts. Sometimes you do that, and I'm like, oh, I hate it when I do that. But I've listened to a bunch of podcasts, and it's like, no matter which host, I've heard us all do it. So I guess it's forgiven. Oh yeah. yeah, you're fine. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Have you had the chance to see all those bands live? Um, let's see. So I've seen Metallica few times it was my very first concert was metallica humble brand oh it was the best i mean i was such a huge fan and it was just like the greatest it was the greatest oh man and i said that was in uh cincinnati at riverbend and we've since uh headlined and played riverbend the same place that i saw metallica my first concert i mean i actually walked out to the lawn and took a picture where I stood and watched my first concert. And I mean, it was such a cool, just full circle moment. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've never seen, I haven't seen Elton John. I guess I better, I better hurry and go to one of these last concerts. 
Um, but, uh, but journey, you know, they're still kicking. Uh, actually I think I have seen journey. I saw them in concert with Def Leppard in, in the two thousands and it was, it was pretty good, but it was a different singer than they have now. It wasn't Arnell and it wasn't Steve Perry, obviously. Um, uh, but it was still great. It was still great. Uh, in Boston, I've never seen Boston, but and now you're inspiring younger generations with your music. How full circle is that? It's cool. I mean, uh, I, I hope so. You know, uh, every once in a while I'll get a message uh, on social media and just somebody just saying really amazing things. And, and I mean, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's an incredible feeling to, to, to hear stuff like that and read stuff like that, that you're helping someone or, or, or inspiring someone and uh, you know, even just, you know, changing somebody's state of mind to get them out of a dark place for even just a second, you know? Um, so it's really great. So I'm, I'm super uh, honored. Yeah, absolutely. I think Breaking Ben's music and your music as well, it really um, aligns with the <clears throat> feeling inside yourself and going inside yourself. So I think that's one of the reasons why people love your music so much and they're able to relate to it so much is because they feel it so much and it aligns so much with like that inner dialogue that we all have with ourselves. So I appreciate I, it. Yeah. Ben's, uh, Ben's writing is so great. You know, I, even before I was in the band, I was, I was such a fan. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's just, he's a genius uh, in my opinion. And um, you know, what's funny is both my other bands uh, opened for breaking Benjamin over the years. So it's, it's kind of crazy to be in the band. Uh, and then now eight years in, it's crazy how, how, uh, how fast it's been. I guess we're means we're having a good time, I guess, since it's time's flying. Absolutely. Hopping in real quick, guys. I've recently partnered up with rockabilia.com to give you guys a discount code on their merch site. It's code scandalous for 15% off. They're the biggest merch store online. So if you're looking for something, this is where you want to look. And you can search alphabetically, which makes it super quick to find what you're looking for. Their merch is all officially licensed, manufactured, and based in the USA but they ship internationally, no problem. And I've seen the prices on the site, gorgeous band tees, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Deftones, Fleetwood Mac, Cannibal Corpse, tons more. Incredible, super high quality shirts, most all at price points around 20, 30 bucks with home decor, accessories, even merch for kiddos. A lot more affordable than what we're paying at the merch booths, to be totally honest. Again, code SCANDALOUS for 15% off. That's S-C-A-N-D-A-L-O-U-S at rockabilia.com. So being almost a decade in with Breaking Benjamin, a band on a larger scale than most musicians ever really get to experience, what's the best part about being in such a big band with such a large audience all over the world with so much reach? Um, oh, what's the best part? I mean, I, I would have to say just the incredible, incredible support, uh, from all of those amazing fans. Uh, yeah. I mean, from day one, you know, we came in as kind of like the new guys and they, they literally just opened their arms and just welcomed us in. And, um, and it's, it's been that way. Uh, and it's been incredible, you know, even the few times that we've been, uh, to Europe with Breaking Benjamin, you know, the fans over there were, were just absolutely incredible. Um, 
Yeah. So I would say that's probably the, my, my, my favorite part is just um, getting to play just bigger shows and just feel the energy from all those people. It's just, it's like nothing else. That's awesome. And I'm glad for you because rock metal fans, you know, can be very unforgiving. So they were very nice to you. So that's yeah, really absolutely. Good. So that's very good. <laughs> absolutely. And I thought about that too. Ben kind of asked us to, you know, um, you know, sing some of, some of his songs, you know, uh, they're pretty, pretty, pretty close to the beginning there. You know, he's one, I remember one day it was like one of our, you know, second tours or first tours or something. He was like, you know, why don't you sing sooner or later tonight? And, and, I was like, uh, that's like, you know, that's like a, that's like a hit. It's like a single, you know, um, you know, I, maybe, maybe some, you know, album track somewhere, but you know, not like a single. And he was just like, nah, man, do it. And, and I was like, somebody's going to throw stuff at me and just be like, you know, you're not Ben stop trying to be Ben. And I was like, he wanted me to do it. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it's been, it's been cool, you know, and we have fun with it now. You know, me and Aaron, uh, who who plays bass, he, he he's a, just a great singer too. He's just so good. I mean, uh, he does a great job of sounding like Ben, and you know, we all kind of do our part to to sing the songs and kind of try to sound like Ben because we want it to sound like Breaking Benjamin. We want it to sound like the album, uh, whether we're singing the leads of something or whether we're singing the harmonies. Um, and 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 Aaron just does a great job, and he's great with the screaming and. We just have fun. I mean, it's we we really do just love each other out there, and and um, and it's just it's it's a it's a great it's a great time. It's a great thing to just be able to make music uh, with your friends, and and uh, so here's to here's to another decade <laughs> and really good catering and like incredible, wonderful catering on top of it. The catering well, is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's good and all until you know, until we all start getting just like till I can't even just I don't know can't even breathe because I'm so fat. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of uh, so when you're struggling when you're younger, you know they don't feed you at all. Then finally, when you make it, and they over no, then it's yeah. too much. Exactly as is, as is life, right? That's so true. That's so mm-hmm. true. Yeah. As uh, life. So what's the best compliment a fan has ever given you? I don't know. That's a tough one. Really? You know, they're all, they're all special. Any, any, anytime anybody says anything nice, you know, it's, it's such a know. safe answer. Good job. I never, I never brush it off. I mean, I really yeah. don't, I don't brush it off. I, I really do take it to heart and, mm-hmm. um, you know, but you know, the good and the bad. So that's yeah. a double-edged sword. <laughs> Well, I love heavy, so I never miss an opportunity to yell along with Red Cold River. What are your favorite parts of being up on stage with Breaking Benjamin? Like, what's your favorite song, your favorite guitar part, your favorite, you know, part in y'all's show? You know, I like the, uh, I like the little interactions that, um, I mean, obviously, obviously, being up there and feeling the energy from the fans is, is amazing. But uh, just between us and, and, and the band, we have, we have little interactions throughout the set that are, that are pretty funny, um, you know, where we'll, there'll be just kind of a music part and, you know, I'll kind of walk over and Ben will kind of walk over to me. We'll kind of just like have a small little conversation while we're playing. Uh, and it's, and it's usually something stupid, just like, 
like my stomach hurts. And then he look at me and he'll be like, Oh no. And then I'll be like, I know. Oh no. But <laughs> we don't, the stomach really hurt. doesn't hurt. You know, we're just messing yeah. around. Like, <laughs> I don't know, but honestly that really happened to me last year. Uh, I actually got food poisoning on stage and it was just not good. It was awful to be in fact, uh, to, to, yeah, in fact, it was just not good at all. And I, I remember I, I, I looked at Ben and I'm like, I'm sick as hell. And he was just kind of like, yeah, sure you are. <laughs> Cause we're always messing around. But I was like, no, seriously, like my guitar tech had to get a bucket and I had to vomit <laughs> while, while we were performing. And it was just, oh man, it was just, I don't recommend it. It was not, it's not a good bucket list moment. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was awful. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I'd say probably, I love those little moments between, you know, the band. I mean, I'll look over at Jason and he's, he's doing something to make me laugh too. And, you know, we just have fun. Um, but as far as like songs go, um, I mean, I love, I love playing, uh, some of the bigger songs. I mean, breath, that's, that's probably my favorite breaking Benjamin song. I just, I think it's just a great song. Uh, from the first moment I heard it uh, back in the day, you know, and it's still awesome. Um, but obviously Diary of Jane is fun to play. I mean, the crowd just, there's always a great reaction and we all, we've always got like some, some pyro going off behind us. So it's just, it's fun. So, yeah. Yeah. There's so many Breaking Benjamin songs that are like such a big part of rock culture. It's not even so much about that, like, particularly it belongs to Breaking Benjamin per se, which it does, of course. But it's just like so ingrained in like, you know, our rock radio that we listen to for years and years. It's like very much a part of like our fabric as rock fans. That's like, awesome. There's, there's so many of those songs, you know, like for you guys, it's not one. It's like all of them that are like so seamless and, you know, it's the songwriting and it's the musicianship of those songs that it's so seamless. It's just like a part of who we are as rock fans, that it's just ingrained in us so much. So those those songs, those classics, incredible. I love that. I love that. That is that is so cool. Um, I mean, that's that's a pretty amazing compliment to hear something like that to, uh, you know, even though, you know, I had I. I, I wasn't around back then when some of these songs were written. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those, those, the, you know, Ben's, you know, really, like I said, is just a genius songwriter. And, and some of those songs are just amazing. And, and, uh, and I'm just, I'm just happy to, to be a part of it now. I'm happy to mm-hmm. uh, try to do the songs justice, um, mm-hmm. you know, from, from all the previous members, you know, I try to play it just as well as, as they did and, and live up to the, uh, the fans expectations and um yeah so that's really that's really cool that's a that's a that's a super amazing compliment yeah absolutely yeah i well i don't anyone who knows me i don't give false compliments at all i only tell the truth i have so many friends who are like um new with bands like one of my friends in five finger death punch is andy and i just love um i still love to celebrate the musicians like who weren't there when the uh, music originated but it's still what you spend years and years of your life like dedicating your life to so it's still very important like he gets mad at me I'll still if there's a song or something I hear and like he didn't write on it or record it 
I'll still tag him along with everyone else or something. And he'll be like, stop it. Why do you do that? And I'm like, yeah, you're still dedicating your life to it. Shush, take it. Like you're still going out there and, you know, giving up like what the next 14 months of your life on this tour, playing that song every night. Like you still deserve to be celebrated in that way. I believe. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. I mean, I've, I've had fans still, they'll want me to sign, you know, um, their albums and, uh, you know, phobia, you know, (laughs) we are not alone albums and things that, you know, obviously that I, I owned and listened to, but I had nothing to do with. And, and I always make sure I'm like, are you sure you want me to sign this? Cause I'm like, like, I have nothing to do with this. You know, these are these, and and they're always just like, no, please sign. I'm like, okay. So I always check first. I, I never just waltz in and be like, yeah, you know, I want to make sure. Yeah. I remember um, one of like the bands I'm closest with in the world. I like grew up with them basically is Drowning Pool. And I found this really cool um, like vinyl of one of their first albums or something like that. And I remember asking Ryan, um, one of their singers to sign over it. And he was like, basically like signing where Davey would sign. And he took like five minutes to look at it and think about it. Yeah. It, like it really meant something to him. Sure. And I'll, it's a memory I have ingrained in my mind of him going, how do I do this? Because yeah. it was like, it was kind of a unique um, thing to sign that you hadn't really seen a lot of. Right. And he just kind of sat there for like a few minutes, just going like. Yeah. That's okay. a sad, that's a sad yeah. thing. And I mean, and, and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all about respect too, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. we, you want to respect people, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. And he was, well, and him specifically, like he was such good friends with Davey, like, and mm-hmm. his parents loved him and, you know, Davey's parents loved Ryan. So it was a great situation, but I, that's one memory that I always had, um, just his reaction and him really taking time and thinking about it and like, being like, yeah. okay, how do I, how do I do this? And like, how do I move my hand again? Like, how do I sign something? Just like looking at it. He was just like really in his head about it and thinking about wow. it. It's kind of funny. So you've opened for Breaking Benjamin as a solo artist. You're doing a tour where Red is helping fill in for you, I think. What's the timeline and history of your solo project? Uh, gosh. Uh, well, I put out, uh, before I was in Breaking Band, I put out a five-song EP called Allies. That was in 2014. Um, basically, it's just me and pian- on a piano. And, a, you know, it's just super basic Um um gosh what's uh and then i really just focused on breaking band for a while eventually um 2015 i put out no 2017 gosh, i don't even know <laughs> 2017 i think i put out started putting out uh some songs i think it was yeah. 2018 according to spotify okay sure there you go <laughs> you're probably right i think yeah so. that's pro- so i think that is right actually okay yeah, cool. spotify would know <laughs> Right. There you go. You fill it in once. It's there forever. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I just started putting out music and and eventually just started playing some shows and and getting myself out there a little bit. Um, Right before the pandemic hit, I recorded my my album, This World or the Next, and um, really spent the time uh, during the pandemic just, you know, getting mixed and filming videos and um, holding off until 2021. Cause I just didn't want it to be attached to 2020. It was so awful. 
but then 2021 was awful too. So I'm just like, shit. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it put it out, put out the videos and the singles and, um, you know, try to just put myself out there as much as I could while still being trapped, you know, in my house because of the virus. Uh, but now, now that, you know, things have opened up, uh, you know, really trying to get myself out there, um, and play some shows. And that's what I've been doing. This has been, this has literally been the busiest year I've ever had in my life playing music. And, uh, I couldn't be, I couldn't be more thrilled about that. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a, a whirlwind of a year between solo tours and breaking bend tours and, and everything else. It's just been so busy. And, uh, and now I'm about to leave for three months for, for more shows. Yeah. Two months with breaking Ben and then one month in Europe opening up for red. So yeah, <laughs> here it goes. Yay. So yeah, we're so excited. Well, I have to tell you dream away and your voice stops me and my tracks. I literally got chills last night. It is Thank all you. encompassing, breathtaking, it's a desperate yearning, just everything. Um, <clears throat> I felt so many emotions uh, listening to it. So do you feel up to singing that song right now? Yeah, no, I could try. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm like okay. Anchorman over here. I'm like, no, I couldn't. And then I just have my guitar <laughs> right here ready. I just had to, I don't know. I just wasn't prepared. It's like in tune. Nah. Uh, so, so who funny. else Who else has played on here? Uh, Paige Hamilton from Helmet. Okay. Yeah, he's one of my best friends in the entire world. And he's the biggest music geek in the entire world. And he just can't stop. So he just can't, you know, we'll just hang out and talk for like two or three hours. And he can't not pick up a guitar and just start streaming in and going like, oh, well, you know, with this, 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 and playing things and talking about them in a technical way that is incredible because that's nothing of me. And it's fascinating. That's awesome. You know, and I love it. So it's fun. This is a song called Dream Away. Out on the coldest side of the moon Seeking a way to get back to you Waking up to never-ending life I just need to close my eyes I just need to close my eyes And dream away of a new life Try to forget my worries for a while And isolate my own mind Nothing matters but to All I can do Dark abyss comes through my line of sight I just need to close my eyes I just need to close my eyes And dream away of a new life Try to forget my worries for 
forget my worries for a while. And oh, you're so late in my own mind. Nothing matters but to feel alive. And dream away. And Wow. So what did I ever do? Like, I, I was just overwhelmed listening to that. Like how, what did I ever do in life to have someone as talented as you sing a song like on my podcast? Wow. Oh that was gosh. Thank seriously. You. I've, I've been doing press for like 10 plus years. That was so incredible. I was just thinking the entire time, like, like that is, that's an iconic like song. Like on the level of, you know, what we've been talking about, you know, Breaking Benjamin, it's like fabric of rock and roll music. That's that quality of song. It's like the same exact like fabric of why you like rock music. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. And and there's so much like weirdness right now about like trying to reinvent rock and roll. We don't need to, you know, like trying to reinvent rock and roll to like keep it relevant or keep up with like different things here and there. And with a song like that, you really don't have to, you can just kind of stick to that. Right. I mean, I'm not even thinking about it too much. I just, I just want (laughs) to write what I want to hear and what I like. So I don't know whether that's wrong or, or right. I don't know. Oh, it's it's so right. So right. So good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So what does that song mean to you and where did that come from? Yeah, well, lots of people think, uh, you know, I wrote that during the pandemic because, I mean, obviously it it deals with, you know, isolation and, uh, you know, longing to just kind of be somewhere else in your life, uh, which there was definitely plenty of that during COVID uh, Mm -hmm. for sure. But I actually, I wrote it, I wrote it before, uh, before that, um, I mean, you know, I, I I try not to kind of talk too much about like what songs are about. You know, I like to kind of leave it ambiguous. But, you know, this one really is just it's just about just going for it and trying to live, live your live your dreams and just going for it. You know, um, why not? Why not just, you know, um, follow your heart with that? You know, so that's pretty much what it's about. What came first to you? Was it the lyrics or was it the guitar part? Like, what did you start hearing in your head first? Did you start humming or did you start like singing like, you know, how did it come to you? Well, with this song, um, so I I worked with one of my good friends, uh, Joe Rickard, um, who who actually he used to play drums in Red, but now he's a a just amazingly talented producer, uh, mixer, engineer, and he had come to Tennessee and we had, we had recorded basically the whole album. We needed one more song and we had another song that we were kind of working on, but it just wasn't quite right. It was, it was okay, but it was kind of like, eh, let's scrap it. So the last day we were just like, let's just see if we can write something. And we wrote it and we wrote it in like two hours. And it's like my favorite, it was like my favorite one from the album. And um, so uh, yeah, it, I, I think, I think honestly, um, maybe we had, I had a couple of lyrics here and there, 
Um, and he, he kind of messed around with some music on the computer and I kind of sang along to it a little bit. And, um, I knew once I, once I had the lyric, just dream away, I knew that I was like, this is just, this is going to go, you know, I knew that it was just going to flow and we were, and, and it did. And the song just came together really quickly. And then we recorded it and in a couple more hours. So from start to finish, it, it probably took us like four hours to, to from nothing to a complete recorded song other than drums you know we had to go back and record the drums but we were just kind of using midi drums for placeholder but um but yeah i was super proud of that one i wish it i wish songwriting was like that every time but unfortunately it's not and it will like your voice on it and those lyrics will never leave me like i will never unhear it like i will always hear it you know and it's really crazy like your voice live sounds exactly like the same thing, like recorded, like there was no difference. And that's kind of wild, by the way. Well, I appreciate there, it. <laughs> there was, I was, I was like a little like, wow. Okay. Like there was zero difference between like what you hear on Spotify and like what I just heard right now. That's very crazy. That's wild. Well, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> that's the it. goal. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Your voice, you cannot unhear for sure. Let's talk about the song Crows because, I mean, we could go either way. I mean, every day it's something new. How are you feeling about humanity right now? And can you kind of talk about that song? Because it's something people can really relate to and kind of like, should I give up? Should I not give up? Is there hope? Is there not hope? What do you think, Keith? Is there hope? I mean, you know, keeping faith. I'm keeping faith in the human race, even though. There's not a lot of encouragement, but uh, I mean, I still believe there's there's good out there. Uh, and by the way, so Saliva, they have a song called Crows out now, too. But I was first. My song <laughs> was first. Nah, nah, I'm just messing. Those those guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually like that song. Their, their song Crows is cool, too. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I you know, yeah, obviously the song deals with um, kind of a doomsday scenario. Um you know, I got I, I kind of got ins- inspiration for that song um, from the movie Mad Max Fury Road. If you've ever seen that movie with uh, what's his That's name? Tom Hardy. Um, yeah, there was a scene in there where uh, they're traveling They're You know, obviously the whole movie is them driving, you know, spoiler alert. If anyone watched and hasn't seen it, but there's a lot of driving in it <laughs> there uh, and they're driving and they get to a, a, a part where they think is going to be kind of a green tropical area, but they get to it and it's just a wasteland and there's just like all these dead trees and it's all blue. And, uh, and then there's all these just crows flying around. And I just, that just imagery just stuck with me. And I just kind of wrote a song around it, um, you know, and, and it's kind of like I, I use the crows perspective where it's, uh, you know, God, this this world is falling apart. What would the, what would the crow do? Would you, you know you'd want to fly away and get as far as you can, but still, you know, you want to keep faith in the human race, and so it's basically just about that. Very cool. It's very funny. I caught myself doing a head tilt like my dog does because I didn't get that perspective that you're <clears throat> writing from the perspective of a crow looking down on humanity. Very original. 
And just like being able to see the zoom window, I just did like a funny head tilt. My dog, <laughs> I like caught myself. I was like, I just had tilted like my dog. That's funny. That's a very unique, like set, songwriting concept. It's very unique. Thank it's you. very cool. I mean, is there any backstory behind that song too? Was there anything that terrible that happened that made you want to write that song? I mean, I mean, <laughs> just turn on the news every day. <laughs> There's, you know, it's really just, uh, I mean, uh, every, every song I go, I I write and I I just really go into the, uh, I I go into thinking about just the trials and tribulations of just being a human and just uh, the human condition and how we deal with it and how we face it. Um, Mm -hmm. So Awesome. Well, call me a chick, but there's definitely passion and romance in a lot of your lyrics. I feel that very much. This World or the Next is a beautiful album title. Is that you playing Romeo and Juliet, being romantic with words? What does that album title mean to you? Um, you know, I think that um, that's a very good question. I'm not prepared to answer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why Is it because you know and you just don't want to say? <clears throat> Um, no, not necessarily. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, you, you want to, you want to just, you want to think that, uh, humans and, and, and all the great things that, uh, we've done in this world, you, you want to, you want to hope that it will somehow survive, uh, to whatever world or whatever realm or whatever future, uh, that, uh, that comes. So I think that's kind of where I was going with that. It's a great place to go to. It's a really cool concept as well. I think I think the whole theme of this has been like an ode to your English degree, kind of, right? Like I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. If you, I think so, because like kind of honestly, if you think about it, these are all like really high level concepts that are very like grand that I typically like wouldn't think of. And I'm kind of a very expressive writer myself in the way that I think about things and just kind of talking to you, it's really kind of expanded my mind and just where I think about things. So I think, I think it's that That's English awesome. degree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, I need all the help I can get. So sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's really cool concepts. I really like it. Uh, we Thank do you. have a friend in common, Miss Dorothy. She was the last person I had on the podcast. You guys did some writing together. How was that? Oh, it was great. I love Dorothy. She is so talented. I love her voice. Uh, I love her, just her attitude. Uh, you know, I just, I love her story. You know, I love uh, how, how she's just, she's been through a lot of stuff and she's just come out the other side, just, just, you know, just swinging and, um, and just continues to just, uh, just be a, a great person and a great artist. And, um, and it was just such a, an honor and a pleasure to be able to work with her. Mm-hmm. Which song did you guys work on together? I forget. Uh, gosh, we've, we wrote so many songs. Which one is the one I think made to die is the Got one it. that is on her album, but we wrote, gosh, like 10 songs together. Wow. Um, and that, that one, I guess that one made the cut, but, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully we'll uh, get together and do some more writing here sometime. Awesome. And do you write a lot with people? Because I've heard your name around a lot forever. And I've just heard it so much throughout the years. And it wasn't necessarily like only because of Breaking Benjamin. It was because 
you were doing a bunch of things. So do you write with a bunch of people and do you produce? Yeah, sometimes. Um, yeah, obviously I just, uh, I love writing songs and, uh, yeah, I've worked with a, a bunch of people here and there and, um, yeah, I never, I never turned down the opportunity to, uh, to work on new stuff and just, and to learn from other people, you know, um, there's always something to learn and, uh, yeah. And there's some just amazingly talented people out there and in our industry. So, um, yeah, I always kind of jump at the chance. I'm kind of a yes man when it comes to that. I'm just like, yes, I will. I will work with them. So, um, That's yeah. Funny, funny saying, um, my, my joke with my friends, when I say to my friends, uh, when they text to make plans, the funny, funny thing I always say is yes to everything. I'm in. Yes. To everything. That's awesome. That's my, uh, that's my funny saying that I always say. And they're like, Hey, you want to bomb? I'm like, yes to everything. I'll be there. Sure. That's yeah, great. See, I'm one of those people that if I'm invited to something and it's like kind of a ways away, I will say, oh yeah, count me in. But then when it rolls around and it gets to it, I'm always just like, dang, I don't want to go. <laughs> I'm like one of those horrible people. Uh, but I, I us- I'll one. usually go though. Oh, there you go. Oh, you're not horrible. You're great. <laughs> so I love that you're like hanging on to your guitar, like a teddy bear. Like that's pretty cute. Oh, what, what kind of guitar is that? Uh, so I don't want to say what kind of guitar this is because this isn't the guitar that I usually play mm-hmm. on stage. Uh, well, I guess I could just or say you could that. Just... <laughs> so I play. We'll I figure play... it out. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I play Takamini guitars. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and currently all my Takamini guitars are uh, at the Breaking Benjamin warehouse with all the gear, all of our stuff. And so this is just, this is my first guitar that, um, that I've had since I was 18 and, uh, and it's not a Takamini, but, uh, but yeah. Right, well, still. can we see that one anyway? Sure. Sure. It's a, it's a, it's a Martin D one. There I you mean, go. That's history. That's very cool. Yeah. That's, uh, actually, that's not the part I wanted to see. I wanted to see the part under your arm. Like that's where a lot of the wear would be, right? Oh, right here. Yeah, like that's cool. That's it's awesome. Not too, yeah. uh, it's not too messed up. I tried to polish it and no, it's keep it okay. Good. Yeah, that's history. So, what was like your first guitar splurge? Uh, my first guitar splurge. Um, gosh, gosh, probably I bought a black. Les Paul, when I was out on the road with Adelita's Way, we were in San Diego <clears throat> playing the House of Blues, and there was a guitar shop that was right across the street. And uh, and I think I we had I think we had been on tour for like a couple weeks, and I had just gotten like my first like couple paychecks, and I went in there and I just blew it all on a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's probably the first. Yeah, that's probably it. That's awesome. I love that. That's yeah. That's. That's exactly what I was asking. That's exactly the kind of answer I wanted for sure. Um, I did want to ask you real quick. You're looking down in your press photo for your solo stuff. Yeah. Why did you choose a photo where you were looking down instead of like looking to the camera? That's a very interesting question. I've never been asked that. Uh, I think just instinctively, I... Um, I don't know. I think I just instinctively just look down most of the time. Gotcha. Um, but, um, 
but I don't know. I, I don't think we were, I don't think me and the, the photographer were really thinking about it too much. We were just kind of like, let's just do a bunch of different shots and mm-hmm. look here, look left, look right, look up, <laughs> look down. And then that one just maybe turned out the best and looked the coolest, I guess. So there you go. It awesome. wasn't, it wasn't, you know, try, we weren't trying to make a statement or anything. <laughs> Gotcha. I was just wondering, I was like, is there a statement there? What's, what's the story? What's the story? What's the story? No, no. Well, it does look great. I was just, just wondering about that in particular. Um, well, you loved Allison Chains and you'll be touring with them and Bush soon. So by that logic, I'll be touring with NSYNC soon, uh, about this time next month. I hope you come back on the podcast. Tell us all about that tour. Uh, what are you excited for? about that upcoming tour? Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm so excited to just watch Alice in Chains. I mean, uh, one of my favorite bands for forever and, uh, super excited, super excited to just, and hopefully just get to meet them. Um, uh, I, we played a festival with them a couple of years ago and I met, um, the bass player and, um, he was so nice and just, you know, hopefully, Hopefully there's a, there's a chance to kind of hang out with them a little bit, but. Are there any songs that you're just like really looking forward to hearing that you're just like dying for? That's going to be like, well, this is surreal. Kind of like that moment I had, I was like, what did I do in life to Uh get to this point? Yeah. That moment I had like 10 minutes ago. Um, Do you think you're going to have any of those moments on this tour? Oh yeah. I mean, gosh, they have so many great songs. Um, And I don't mean to put you on a spot like. I'm a lyrics person. I'm not a song title person. So I don't know if you're the yeah. same way as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously man in the box. I mean, mm-hmm. that song's awesome. Um, yeah. Rooster down in a hole. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of them, all of them. I'm stoked to hear all of them. Yeah. It's just uh bands like that and music like that. It's just like such a time in your life. It's like more than music. It's like everything that was happening at that time. Kind of oh yeah. Like, that was one of my, like dirt was one of my first, after I moved on from cassette tapes, <laughs> I got a CD player and that was one of the first CDs that I had was uh dirt. And yeah, I mean, I can think back to like putting it in the CD player and like in my room and closing the little lid and press and play and just, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And for all the young kids out there, like trying to keep it level, trying to make sure it didn't skip, trying to keep it. Yeah. Like yeah, now, CD. now CDs are even gone. So, geez, that's even, mm-hmm. I'm like two degrees of grandpa. <laughs> oh, me too. I mean, I heard <laughs> someone on a podcast the other day, they were like, I have a boom box. That's how I listen to tapes. It was like, brilliant. There you Bring go. back the boom boxes. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I, yeah. I would definitely, I would take a boom box. Yeah. Boom boxes are cool. Um, is there anything else you want to say the fans or talk about as we head out? Absolutely. Um, I would like to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, uh, for just listening to my music, for paying attention, uh, to a a dude that, you know, was born in West Virginia and lives in Tennessee. I don't know. Uh, yeah, just for, you don't know, just following all my socials and just, uh, caring uh, uh, about what I'm doing. Um, it, it really does mean the world and I don't take it for granted. And I hope to see all you guys at either a breaking Benjamin show or a Keith wall on solo show sometime soon. And, uh, yeah. And I love you all. Thank you. 
This podcast is produced by me, edited by Taylor Anderson. If you want to support the show, share it with a friend or rate and review on iTunes. It helps so much with the growth of the show. really does. You can follow me on Instagram at scandalsofficial. And if you're interested in being a podcast sponsor or have any feedback for the show, you can email me directly at press at scandalsofficial.com. Thank you.